Now let's start the show. You guys think there's any pro-choice vegans out there? Like, I know that there's people who are pro-choice. And there's people who are vegan. But I was thinking, what if there's a pro-choice vegan? And what sort of cognitive dissonance would one have to possess in order to be a pro-choice vegan? Because if you're pro-choice, you're, you're fine with killing babies. But if you're vegan, you're not fine with killing animals. So, like, I just imagine the type of conversation that one might have with someone who's pro-choice and vegan at the same time. Like, I imagine the conversation would be something like this. Like, hello, pro-choice vegan. I'm Justin. How are you? Oh, sorry to hear that. You're not doing well. Well, you don't seem like you're in a great mood. You seem like the kind of person who's probably not often in a great mood. But, uh, anyway, I uh, hope you don't mind me asking. Um, how do you feel about uh, eating meat? And then the person would say, oh, No, meat is murder. You can't eat meat. They murder. Have you seen what they do? Have you seen how chicken nuggets are made? And say, so, okay, all right, you're fine. Uh, that's understandable. You don't want to take a life. That's that's totally fine. You you choose to live a life where uh, murder or killing other living things is not necessary in order to sustain yourself. Um, okay, I can respect that. Say, by the way, how do you feel about murdering babies? Fuck babies. <laughs> wait, 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 what do you mean? Uh, so you're pro-abortion? Well, I'm pro-choice. Okay, so... If, if if a woman were to kill her human baby, you would be okay with that. Well, yes, that's the choice of the mother. It's her body, her choice. Okay, okay. So, you're, you're, you're fine if, if a mother chooses to kill her human baby. What if that same mother chose to kill a cow baby and, 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 and eat a hamburger made from the cow baby? Well, no, that's just sick. That's murder. Okay, so, so what's the difference here? between murdering a baby cow and murdering a baby human. And then I imagine the conversation would probably 
get real dark real quick. Like, you know when you have someone backed into, like, a, a corner that they can't logically argue their way out of? So, what they end up doing is just, like, criticizing you, the individual. And trying to make... The, and then they'll try to, like, pivot the argument about you, the individual, and how you're the problem. And then insult you, hoping that, you know, they'll kind of throw you off the trail. Uh, they'll wave something shiny in your face and throw it off to the side and, and see if you go take the bait. You know, you go after the shiny thing. And the shiny thing in this case is, of course, the uh, personal attacks against you and your character and your integrity. And uh, they may even go as far as to... Um, accuse you of being ignorant, such as, uh, or like you don't understand the complicated nuances of abortion or the complicated nuances of veganism. And because you are ignorant on both accounts, uh, you are not qualified to speak on the topic. And therefore, this conversation is over and the other person wins by default. That's kind of typically the route that people take whenever they're 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 backed into a uh, a logical corner or an illogical corner, I should say, uh, that they cannot argue their way out of. But you want to talk about some like very misguided people? Vegans are some of the worst. Like, it's a cult. It's a cult. You know, it's it's not like um, a religion, like, uh, officially. But to them, it is. Like, to these people, it is their religion. And, you know, I think that what, there's like a universal attribute to what causes people to join cults essentially like i think a lot of things are cults you know i think established religion is a form of a cult like the traditional kind um some are more into the cult than others um veganism is a cult uh the trans movement is a cult um there's a lot of like things that we don't call cults uh but they are. It's like it's like you can do everything that a cult does, but if you don't all wear like matching clothes and live on a compound and drink poison Kool-Aid at the same time and all commit suicide together, like then you're not really a cult. But in reality, I mean, you kind of you know like what is a cult? Like what is the definition of a cult? I'm actually curious as to what a definition of a cult is, so I'm going to look that up right now. Okay, so I just looked it up. It says that a cult is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. Veneration, that's a fun word. Um, or a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. 
Okay, so strange or sinister. So regarded by others as strange. Um, there's a lot more cults than I realized. Because there's a lot of people who do a lot of things that I consider strange. Is playing Dungeons and Dragons a cult? Like, there's people who are really into that. I don't get it. It's not my cup of tea. But, like, that's something that a lot of people think is strange. Like a bunch of grown men sitting around making up stories about ghouls and goblins and fairies and, and, and folklore and, you know, for hours and hours. Um, that seems kind of like a cult, is it not? By that definition, I guess it could be. But, you know, back to things that are kind of more of like an actual... Um, well, I guess more widespread people who are a little bit more um, uh, aggressive about it, you know, like people who play D and D. They're not marching out in the streets, um, demanding that more people play D and D. So, like, if everything, if if a lot of things are technically cults, I can accept that. As long as those cults mind their own fucking business. You know, like, what bothers me is when you're in a cult and you feel like everyone else needs to be in your cult, and if not, then they're pieces of shit. That's the problem that I have, that I run into with vegans. Have you ever talked to a vegan? You're like, like that's their, their whole life revolves around what they fucking eat. Like, it's it's sad. It's like, is there anything else interesting about you other than the fact that you don't eat meat? Like, it's like all they want to talk about. And they will look for, like, any opportunity they can to inject their vegan nonsense into an otherwise very civil and normal and casual conversation. It's like a political hot-button issue with them. Like, they have... They fucking have to talk about... There's this comedian. Um, God, what is his name? I wish I could remember his name. Um, He's hilarious. Um, He's not, like, super well-known. But he's well-known enough. It's like Drew Drew Lynch. That's it. Drew Lynch. Uh, Drew Lynch. Okay, so he... (laughs) He had a funny bit. Where he was like, uh, vegans and sex offenders have a lot in common. Uh, because they both have to tell you that they are one. (laughs) 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 And it's fucking true. Like, you meet someone, first of all, like, you can tell if someone's a vegan pretty much just like right away. First of all, they have like, no muscle mass. That's like number one thing. It's like someone took a skeleton and tightly wrapped some skin around it <laughs> and animated it and said, go out into the world. I mean, like no body fat almost. Uh, no muscle mass. Actually, no, they do have body fat. They'll have body fat because all they fucking eat are carbs. And all those carbs just uh, get turned into sugar and then it just gets stored as fat because they don't use it. Um, you know, so like, they're like skinny fat, 
You know, like those people who are like skinny fat, like they're thin, but they're fat, like they have no muscle, but they're skinny, but then you poke them with your finger and then they're fat. It's like, like, but you're like, you're skinny. So like, where's all this fat? How do you just have all this fat, but you're skinny? And so, so that's like clue number one. Okay. Um... Clue number two, dreadlocks. They got dre- If they have dreadlocks, 99% chance they're a vegan. 99% chance. If they're a woman and they have armpit hair, also most likely a vegan. Um, if they're wearing clothes that um, look like something that someone in a cult would wear, like a kind of a loose, flowy kind of like, um, uh, what's that material I'm thinking of? It's like cotton, but it's like thin. It's breathable. It's it starts with an M. I want to say. Oh shit! I'm gonna have to freaking look this up. It's it starts. I I freaking know it. I know what it is, and it's gonna drive me nuts until I find out what it is. Hold on one second. Muslin. That's it. It's called muslin. Uh, yeah, Google, Google muslin fabric, M-U-S-L-I-N, not Muslim, don't Google Muslim, because then you're a racist, Google muslin, um, yeah, it's like a type of fabric, it's like cotton, but it's the way it's woven, it's like woven in like a, uh, uh, like a fucking Chick-fil-A french fry, uh, pattern, What's that called? Waffle fry? It's like in a waffle pattern. That's what it is. God. I've only had a little bit of whiskey, I swear. Um, my, my my hard drive is pretty full. I can only hold so much information. So if you ever hear me describe uh, fabric in terms of food I'm familiar with, then you know why. Um, but yeah, so, so muslin fabric... Uh, that's a dead giveaway. Um, it's kind of loose and flowy. It looks like, looks like something like the people in the Middle East wear, like the guys, you know, like they have like the long, long shirts that go like down to their knees almost. And then they have like the loose flowy pants, you know, they're real light, real breathable. They're very comfortable. I'm not knocking the comfort. I'm not knocking any of that stuff. I'm just saying like, for some reason, like people... And, and, and here's the thing, like, here's how you know it's bullshit. Here's how you know anyone or any movement is bullshit. If everyone in that movement or in that group or in that cult looks the same, dresses the same, has the same kind of haircut, like kind of talks the same, um, acts the same, you know it's bullshit. You just know that it is because, you know, and the reason it's bullshit is because these people are playing a part. Like, there's this, uh, there's this caricature of what a particular person is like. Like vegans. Or like rock stars. Or like politicians. Like, or news people. Like people that work in the news. You know, like, you don't ever see news... All news anchors look the same. They all talk the same. And they're putting on an act. They're putting on a show. The weatherman. 
The weather, the weather people always move the same. Like their body language is the same. Their mannerisms are the same. The way they pronounce words is the same. They talk the same. They dress similar. Um, politicians, same thing. Haircuts, similar haircuts. You don't ever see politicians with weird haircuts. I think like the, the weirdest politician, or the politician with the weirdest haircut, I think is that Gowdy guy. Trey Gowdy or something like that. He's got like a high and tight, like it's completely shaved on the sides. And he only has hair like right in the middle of his head. And it's like in this little mini mohawk thing. That guy, he's like the only one. Everyone else, side part, comb over, boom. Side part, comb over, suit, same color, black shoes, tie, talk the same way speak with the same mannerisms. They're playing a caricature. Like their hand gestures, the way they talk, except for Trump. Like Trump's like the weird one. You know, but he's like an he's not like a traditional politician. But like all the other guys. Like, you know, there's there's this caricature which they feel like they need to portray because that is what is expected of them. Uh, professional athletes, all the same way. You see them all getting on the bus. You see them all getting off the bus. They're all wearing the same type of clothes. They're all wearing Beats by Dre headphones. They're constantly listening to music whenever they're not playing a game. I don't understand why athletes have to be constantly listening to music whenever they're not in the middle of a game or at practice. It's like, And even sometimes when they are shooting around, during practice, they're still wearing headphones. It's like, do you have to have constant music? I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. There's like this thing that they feel like they have to live up to, and vegans are one of those things. They all feel like they have to, you know, be, uh, uh, I don't know, fucking smelly and dirty. It's not all of them, I guess. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are some people who aren't smelly and dirty. But, like, you know, you get to talking to them. And, you know, there, there's absolutely zero evidence that a vegan diet is better for you or better for the environment. Yet they insist that it is because you can't prove that it's not. And that's something that I've noticed about a lot of these cults that have popped up nowadays, whether it be the vegan cult, whether it be the transgender cult, uh, whether it be the religious cult, all of these different cults that exist in society, they all live in this area of, you can't disprove me, so therefore, I must be right. And in, in, in all those cases I just mentioned, you... you in all those different cults, you see the same mental mechanism at play. You can't disprove what I'm saying, so therefore, I, I must be right. Because I'm right until I'm proven wrong. And if you can't prove me wrong, then I must be right. I don't have to prove that I'm right. If I'm in a cult, I don't have to prove to you that I'm right. It's your burden to prove to me that I'm wrong, okay? Even if I am wrong, if I'm in a cult and I am wrong, 
like I'm objectively wrong. If you can't prove to me that I'm wrong, then I'm going to continue believing that I'm right. And even if you do prove to me that I'm wrong, I'm going to question what your you know the source of your proof and I'm going to choose not to believe it anyway and I'm going to cover my ears and close my eyes and say la 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 until you go away and then I'm going to go back to this hole that I have dug myself into because it's easier to just stay in the hole than it is to climb my way out of it and so with vegans you can't necessarily disprove that it's worse for the environment or, or prove that it's worse for the environment. You can't necessarily I mean you could, you can. Like you you can. You can you can provide evidence, you can provide very strong evidence. But with like most things in the world, there's not like one thing you can point to. There's not like I can't like pull out a picture and be like, hey, here's proof. I can't like show a video and say, hey, here's proof. Not like when someone has murdered someone, you know. Like if there's a if there's a murder and you caught the person on camera murdering the other person, you can show a video, a surveillance footage of that person murdering the other person, and you can say, here is proof that you murdered the person, and it's undeniable. But with a lot of things in life, like these ideologies, like the vegan ideology, like the trans ideology, like the Christian ideology, the Muslim, the Jewish ideology, all these different ideologies and cults, there's not like a single definitive thing you can point to and say, hey, here's this thing that proves that I'm right and you're wrong. All of the evidence that you could ever give these people is going to be, even if it's very objective, they will question the very nature of the investigation itself and, and call that in question, and then everything gets so mucked up uh, that you, the conversation comes to a halt, they continue doing what they're doing, and you continue doing what you're doing, and you guys will never meet in the middle, and you just drift farther apart in terms of your ability to agree uh, on anything. And you see this happening with the left and the right. The left and the right are drifting further and further apart. Uh, the reason they're doing that is because Neither one can definitively prove that the other one is wrong, and so they both continue to think that they're right, and then they just get further dug in, and further dug in, and further dug in, and as they do, they drift further and further apart, and the divide gets greater and greater, and it seems insurmountable to the point to where people don't even try. And so the ultimate end result in all of this is that it takes a total collapse and reset to bring everyone back on the same page. And everyone will be on the same page after a giant collapse or a great reset for a while. Like if an asteroid struck the Earth 
and wiped out a lot of humanity. We would, whoever was left over, would immediately all be in the same boat. Political differences would be of no consequence. Vegans, sorry, you don't have that luxury anymore. Food is not so abundant that you can just voluntarily disregard a giant portion of your diet and only live off of the remaining portion. That's not a luxury you can afford anymore. Sorry. That shit goes away. Religion. I don't know if religion goes away. Maybe religion doesn't go away. But my point is is that religious differences go away. Okay, you're Jewish, I'm Christian. Who cares? Listen, we're both hungry. You want to help each other get some food? I've got this. You got a can of beans. Let's trade. Like, all that shit goes away. Oh, you're black. I'm white. He's brown. Who cares? Listen, I'm hungry. We're going to die here if we don't try to find... If we don't hunt this deer, we're, we're going to die here. Like, when great resets happen... And I'm not saying I want a great reset to happen. I'm just saying it seems to be a pattern. Like, humans seem to have this pattern of behavior where we just drift farther and farther apart ideologically when we are in a position to where we are afforded the ability to do so. Any opportunity that humans have to drift apart ideologically, they seize the opportunity. So when things get convenient and life settles down and things get a lot easier, people start looking for people have to really start scraping the bottom of the barrel to find differences. And they do. They take the opportunity to do so. And so in the beginning of the Great Reset, everyone's on the same page, everyone's in the same boat, we're all just trying to survive, right? Okay. We, we, we get stable. Things become a little bit easier. We got food, we got a farm... We're gardening, we got kids, we got the next generation. Things start to get better. Population grows. Things get a little bit easier. We establish trade. We establish a common monetary uh, system of currency or whatever. Things start to get easier, right? Okay. And then people start fighting over pettier and pettier shit. It starts off with something small, like... uh, you know, oh, you stole my goats, I'm going to kill you, and then I'm going to take your goats, and I'm going to have more goats than, than you took from me, than I had to begin with. Okay, it starts off with small shit like that. Or that's not small, I mean, murder's not small, but you know what I mean, like, it takes something like that to upset you, something that would consequentially result in the end of your life. Someone steals your goats, that's your source of meat and nutrition and whatever, and now you don't have any food and you starve to death, right? So like it would take something that grand to make an enemy out of someone. Uh, Whereas nowadays, you can be made an enemy just because you voted for the other political party. Like there's there's a guy and I'm going to look up this article in a second. I've got it saved. There's a guy, a gay guy, 
who basically threatened his family with disowning them. He threatened his dad. He threatened his old dad, who's like 70-something. He threatened to never speak to his dad again if his dad continued to vote Republican. Like, and that's like the kind of petty shit that people are down to now. Like, it takes something that insignificant, like who you vote for. Or, let's get even pettier, the type of food you eat. Like, oh, you eat a, you had a steak? I'm sorry, what? You ate a murdered baby cow? I'm sorry, we can't be friends. I can't associate with someone who would eat meat from an animal. I'm so upset at the fact that you eat meat, or that just people in general eat meat, that I'm going to go protest out in the street. And there's a lady who got ran over by an 18-wheeler carrying pigs in the back because she was out protesting in front of a slaughterhouse. She was trying to stop the 18-wheeler. She ran out in front of it thinking that she was going to stop it and the guy couldn't stop in time. And he didn't even see her because he was turning around a corner like he was taking a turn. And uh, she like kind of came up alongside him like in his blind spot. And... He ran her over, didn't even realize it, and killed her. Like, this actually happened. Here, I'll play the clip. Mark Powell, the 65-year-old animal rights activist's husband, and her son were at the Burlington Courthouse with protesters today before the case was postponed. It's more waiting for us. I mean, it's already been 450-some-odd days. Uh, yeah, now we've got to wait yet again, and as we all know, this system is very slow. A witness told us at the time. I saw the truck in the left-hand lane, and the truck was there for about four or five minutes. The pig protesters were feeding the pigs water, and then they moved out of the way, and the truck driver turned right to enter the pig plant, and then somebody jumped in front of the truck. She tried to get out of the way, and then she got killed. Okay, so the protesters are sitting there feeding the pigs, who are about to be slaughtered, by the way, water. Now, I don't mind, here's the thing, like, I don't mind the fact that people love animals and they don't want animals to die. Like, I'm not advocating for going out and just senselessly murdering animals. Like, I would never kill an animal unless I intended to eat that animal, or I was defending myself from the animal killing me. Like, if there's a wild, if there's a dog trying to kill me or attack my son, I'm going to kill that dog. Okay? So, if it's not in self-defense, or I don't plan on eating that animal, I'm not going to ever just randomly kill an animal. And in fact, people that just randomly kill animals are psychopaths. Everyone agrees. If you are just randomly going around killing animals, you're a psychopath. 
you're practicing on animals and you're going to work your way up to people and you're going to be a serial killer. That's your future. So, like, we all agree that the senseless killing of animals for no reason is bad. So, what are the... But but these animals aren't just, like, senselessly being killed. We're, they're being killed as humanely as possible, as quickly and painlessly and humanely as you can possibly get in order to feed people. Like, do you want people to starve? The entire world can't go vegan. They just can't. And you can't either. Like, this is a luxury that you can only afford because there's a Whole Foods nearby. Okay, that's like the only reason. It's such a first world luxury privilege to be able to live in a place where you can even be vegan or even consider being vegan in the first place. While the rest of the world is starving and will eat whatever they can. Whatever they can. They do not discriminate. They don't have that luxury. You're over here judging people as if you're better than them because you live in such a privileged society where you have the luxury of doing something that the vast, vast majority of the world can't even afford to do or else they'll die. And you turn your nose up and you act superior as if you were somehow a more evolved human. You need to go fuck yourself. You really seriously just need to go fuck yourself. It's very sad. But Powell says Regan Russell was standing on a pedestrian crosswalk in front of a slaughterhouse in Burlington when she was struck and killed last June. She was struck by the front driver's wheel of the truck and dragged 60 feet to her death. Regan Russell was protesting Bill 156. Pelton police charged a 28-year-old driver who has not been named with careless driving causing death. But activists were calling on police to upgrade that to a criminal charge. My question is, what is the exception to the rule here where this driver is not charged with dangerous driving? See, just make it Reckless driving causing death. So if you're driving down the road, okay, and someone runs out in front of your car and you try to stop, but you can't stop in time, and they die, that's your fault, apparently. Like, this guy was just trying to do his job. This guy, who doesn't live near a Whole Foods, probably, he probably lives on the poor side of town, and he drives a truck to slaughterhouses with animals in it, because he needs to make money to feed his family. He's just trying to make an honest living. Someone jumps out in front of him while he's trying to do his job. He tries to stop or doesn't even see the person because they come up in his blind spot. They get run over from their own fault. And it's his fault. He gets charged. Get a criminal charge and then let the courts do their job. Police. These people want a criminal charge. They want him to go to jail. Previously said there is no evidence to suggest that the 28-year-old driver struck Russell with criminal intent. 
After the courthouse, Powell went over to the slaughterhouse, Safina Foods, where he was painting on the crosswalk where he says Regan Russell died. The family and activists say they'll keep coming back. We'll be back every single... Yeah, you know why he's painting the crosswalk? Because there wasn't a fucking crosswalk. Like, if you could see the video, there it looks like there was supposed to be a crosswalk there, but it's so faded that you can't... It's not even there anymore. Like, he's sitting here, he's painting the crosswalk, and he's painted like a... This is a total photo op, by the way. Like, this was coordinated. It's not like he was painting this. He... There's like one line of this crosswalk painted. The news cameras are recording him going out there with like the tiniest amount of paint. He's got like the tiniest amount of paint in this little paint thing. It's like there's no way that's going to be enough paint to cover that entire crosswalk. Okay, so he's got like the tiniest amount of paint. And he's standing out in the middle of the road. And, and he doesn't have a coned off or anything. He's just some guy. And he's wearing like a yellow vest, okay? Like a like a yellow reflective vest. Who gave you that vest? You're not working for the city. You're just some guy out in the middle of the street. Why'd you put the vest on? Like who gave someone gave you that fucking vest? Someone said, Hey, put on this vest. We're gonna record you. And we're gonna here's a little bit of paint. Start painting this crosswalk, okay, and we're gonna record you. And, and and then you're going to act like you're going to do the whole thing. We're not going to do the whole thing. You're just going to do a little bit. And then we're going to turn the cameras off. And then you can do whatever the fuck you want. But the point is, is that there was no crosswalk there. The guy's painting on like a new crosswalk. So even if there was supposed to be one, which they said that the, the person was at a cross, that's like the crux of their whole argument, is that this vegan activist, yeah, sure, they ran out in front of a car, but they did it near a crosswalk that you can't even see anymore because it's so faded, which is why the guy had to go back out there and paint on a new one because the old one was gone. Okay, so, so the whole argument is that, oh, she was at a crosswalk. Okay, but you still ran out in front of a car. Did you have the blinking white man? Did the white Was the white man on the thing, the blinking white man across the street on the street lamp, was he telling you you could go? How do you know there wasn't the big orange hand up? Maybe the orange hand was up. Maybe there was an orange hand saying, do not cross. Do we know that? Do we even have a have an orange hand or a white man at this crosswalk? It's funny, I always tell my son, like when we're at a crosswalk, which I live out in the country now, but back when I lived in the city, we, uh, we, would, we would be walking or something, and I would tell him that he has to wait for the white man to give him permission to cross the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so my son would you know he'd be standing on the corner and, and he'd just be like standing there and he'd get impatient like come on white man <laughs> like sorry son we gotta wait for the white man to tell us we can cross he's like come on white man and then the white man would show him and be like alright white man let's go and so anyway um, yeah so this person getting like listen I, I'm not glad that the person got run over I'm just saying it's not the trucker's fault I mean, you run out in front of a car, what the fuck do you expect is going to happen? And what did you think was going to happen? Okay, let's say this. Okay, vegans, talk me through this. Okay, you walk out in front of a truck. 
you, you stop the truck. The truck driver sees you. He stops. You're blocking the truck driver from entering the slaughterhouse. Okay. And now let's let's assume that you're, you successfully stopped the truck. Let's also assume that the police don't come to make you scatter so that the guy can finish his job. All right, because you're obstructing traffic with the 18-wheeler sticking out in the middle of the road uh, because they can't turn in because they're blocked off. Um, you're First of all, you're obstructing traffic, but let's say that the cops say it's it's fine. We're going to let you obstruct traffic. Okay. And then let's say that the cops also say, okay, you can stand there all day long and block this truck from going in. That's your right. We're not going to tell you to move. Okay. Let's say that that's also true. All right. So the truck's sitting there, sticking out in the middle of the road, blocking traffic. Police are letting you do this, which why would they? But let's just say that they are. Then what? Then what? Like, how long are you going to stand there? Okay, now you stand there, and what happens to the pigs in the back? Let's say you block them for days. Let's say you guys are in a standoff. You're in a standoff for days. Two days, three days. You're just sitting there. Neither one willing to give. Okay, so what do you think is going to happen to the pigs in the back that you're trying to save? They're going to fucking die. They're going to fucking die of dehydration or heat stroke or something because they're just sitting out there in the sun. Or they'll freeze to death if it's really cold. I don't know, but my point is, that's not a good place for the pigs to stay long term. Okay? Now let's say, alright, so you block the truck, and he doesn't sit there, and y'all don't get in a standoff, and the truck driver decides, fuck it, I'm leaving. Okay, he drives away. Where does he go? He's going to make a few, you know, he'll drive away, If he, even if he goes back to where he works, where he picked up the pigs at, work, like... The best you could hope for is that he he stops along the way somewhere in a nice pretty green pasture and just releases the pigs out into the wild. Because the only other option is he takes the pigs back to where he got them from, they load them right back up, he comes back, you guys have gone by now because you have to go home because you have kids and you got to eat and shower and all that kind of shit. So you're gone. And then he just comes back when you're not there, and he delivers the pigs, and they get slaughtered anyway. Okay? Or, he lets them out in the pasture along the way, on a nice green prairie. He has a change of heart. The truck driver says, you know what, vegans, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive away, and I'm going to drop these pigs off on this nice, pretty green pasture uh, along the way. And then he does that. And then the pigs go out there. And because they're, they're, they don't know how to live out in the wild, maybe they make it for a while until the coyotes come. And then they all die. Or they starve to death. Maybe some live. Maybe some live. And then the, the ones that live, they're running around. They're trying to find out where they're going to live. They cross the street. They have no idea what a road is. The, and then they get hit by a car. Okay, so the ones that didn't get eaten by coyotes and didn't get hit by a car and managed to survive out in the wild, now they're out there. Congratulations, there's a few more wild pigs. And now they're tearing up people's property, causing millions and billions of dollars of property damage every single year. Let me look up and see how many, or how many dollars, 
uh, worth of damage wild pigs cause farmers every single year? Let's find out. $1.5 billion in damages every year in the United States. That's according to the USDA. Uh, the feeding habits of wild hogs make them particularly destructive to crops. Woodland habitats levies most soil units, golf courses, and right-of-ways. Wild hogs can cause massive losses for farmers during planting and before harvesting by trampling or eating crops or rooting up or eating seeds before they can sprout. Destruction of seedlings by wild hogs during forest regeneration operations can also be an economic detriment in many areas. All right, so you save the pigs, the, far, the, the, the guy driving the truck, change of heart, drops them off on the pasture. Some get eaten by coyotes, some get run over by cars, some manage to survive, they turn into wild pigs. These wild pigs then eat the very crops that you are saying that have to grow for your food because that's all you eat or plants. Okay, so now these pigs that you released are eating the food that you're supposed to eat and now you don't have any food because the pigs that you saved because you felt like it was wrong uh, ate the food that you were going to get but now you're not going to get uh, because the pigs ate them. Okay. All right. So let's say the pigs don't eat them. Okay. Well, they're going to starve. So what else are the pigs eating? Well, no, no, no. They'll, 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 they'll manage it. They'll, they'll, they'll manage. They'll, they'll make it out in nature somehow. They'll, uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, someone will adopt them and keep them as a pet. Okay. So, um, that's not going to happen. So stop dreaming. But also, even okay, so so the pigs that you save, they destroy the crops. What what else are they going to eat if they don't eat the food that you're eating? Because you only eat plants, and guess what? So do pigs. So you save all the pigs. No more pigs die. The entire world goes vegan. All the animals that are out there right now overpopulate like crazy, and they eat all the crops. I'm just talking about pigs. Like, what about all the other animals yet you don't want to die because it makes you sad? Like, all those animals are just going to start breeding like crazy. And then they're going to eat they're going to eat your food. They're going to eat all the farmer's food that he would normally harvest and give to you. So then what are you going to eat? You know what you're going to eat? Meat. That's what you're going to eat. It's going to get to the point to where, at some point, if ever, if truly, like your goal, you want the whole world vegan, right? That's what you want. You want no more animals to die. Okay, great. No more animals die. They eat all your food. Now there's no more plants left to eat, or there's not enough to feed everybody. You're going to starve. You have two choices. You starve, or you eat the animals. What are you going to do? You really fucking trying to tell me that you're going to just let yourself starve to prove a point. 
No! You're going to get fucking hungry, and then you're going to go out and you're going to kill the same fucking pig that you saved in the back of that 18-wheeler and eat it now because you don't have any fucking food. That's exactly what you're going to fucking do, because the only alternative is that you die. That's the only other alternative. So what are you going to do? Like, get fucking real here. But you can't introduce truth. You can't introduce reality to these people. They're ideologically dug in. And nothing is going to change their mind until there's a fucking asteroid impact and it resets everything back to zero. That's the only thing that is going to change their mind. And then we're all going to be on the same page, but then slowly over time we'll drift apart again and we'll be right back here and it'll just be a repeating cycle of bullshit. Over and over and over for the rest of time as long as our species exists and it's fucking exhausting tell me another logical conclusion that doesn't result in the death of animals by human hands somehow where we survive and all the animals that ever are born also survive there's not enough food for both. We eat the same shit. If you're a vegan, the animals you're saving, we all eat the same shit. They're going to outcompete you for food. Okay? They can live out in nature. You can't. You can't just go outside and eat your lawn. A cow can. The cow's going to be fucking fine. You're going to be over there starving your ass off. Because there wasn't enough corn or potatoes or whatever because all that shit's gone now. Because all the animals you saved ate it all. And the cows are going to be out there just fucking laughing their asses off. They're going to be fine. <laughs> and you, if you say you won't, you will. You know why? Because you know what? People eat other people when they get hungry enough. You know the Donner Party? Isn't that weird that the Donner Party... Their last name is so close to Dahmer, another guy who also ate people. Like, there's something about if your last name starts with duh and ends with er that makes you eat people. That's strange, isn't it? What other names, last names, start with duh? And end with er. And I wonder how many of them have went on to eat people. Maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I don't know. And then, you know, the, the argument is that it's better for the environment. You know, eating plants is better for the environment. Okay, so here's what plants do. Okay. Let's say... You know, okay, first of all, let me let me back up for a second. Remember how I told you that the animals, if we don't kill them and eat them, then they'll just keep populating and then they'll eat all of our food? Okay, well, the alternative to that is that there are no animals at all and then we can only eat plants. Okay, that's the only other alternative. And if you think that there's a third option where we somehow manage the number of animals to keep it in like a perfect 
sweet spot of not too many animals and not not enough animals okay well how do you suppose we manage the animals the number of animals when the animals start to all these animals because no one eats animals anymore right right vegans nobody in the entire world eats animals you win you won the war the the war of ideologies you convinced everyone on the planet to be vegan okay how do you suppose we manage the number of animals to keep them from overpopulating do we what do we do in a way that doesn't result in their death like that's that's all that that's there isn't one there's not one there's not a way to manage the number of animals because no one's eating them anymore to keep their population from growing so out of control that they eat all of our food and starve us all out so let's say all the animals are gone they all disappear which i know you don't want but you can't have no regulate or no control of animal population and you can't have control of animal population because then you'd have to kill them to control the population so let's just say that there aren't any animals at all okay so there's no animals there's just plants there's just humans and plants and that's it okay that's the third option here there's human which is not even ever going to happen but let's just say it did humans plants no animals okay you know what plants do plants they take nutrients out of the soil. And then when they die, when the plants die, typically, if left to their own devices, the plant would fall back down on the ground, it would decompose, and it would return to the soil, and it would complete the cycle. But if you did that, that takes a long time like years so if you farm this land you harvest it once all that shit left over it's just laying there if you don't clear it out and you don't manually scoop it all up and compost it and set it on fire or burn it to get rid of it let's just say that you leave it there so you harvest this whole field of corn right and then all those little stalks are left sticking out of the ground. And you leave them there to decompose and return back to the soil to return the nutrients. Because if you take them out, then there's nothing going back into the soil to return the nutrients that the plant took out of the soil. And you can't do that because then... All you would do is take nutrients out of the soil. The plants would. You harvest the plants. You haul them off. You plant new plants. The new plants take more nutrients out of the soil to grow. You harvest them. Haul them off. Plant new plants. And then you repeat that. You can see where that goes. You're taking all these nutrients out of the soil. And you're not putting anything back in. Well, how do you put things back in? Well, you leave them there to decompose. Okay, so you leave all the corn that you harvested, you take all the cobs, and you put all the stalks back on the ground to decompose naturally and return back into the earth to return the nutrients to the soil. Okay, 
Um, that takes a long time. You don't have that kind of time. It also take not only does it take a long time for that shit to decompose and go back into the soil and give you the space that you need to actually be able to plant stuff and the new stuff grow. Um, it takes a long time for the new stuff to grow and be able to be harvested again. Okay, we don't have that kind of time. You need food 24-7, 365. Have you seen how long it takes to grow a fucking tomato? It takes a long time to grow a fucking tomato. Okay, it takes like four months to get tomatoes. And it takes about five seconds to eat it. Alright, so we need to turn that shit over pretty quick. So we grow... We harvest, we got to put shit right back in the ground, grow again, harvest again, put shit right back in the ground over and over again. We don't have the time to wait on all that stuff that we harvested. We don't have the time to put all the scraps back and let it decompose and go back into the soil to return the nutrients to the soil. You know what animals do? You know what cows do? They eat the grass. They keep the grass in check so the grass doesn't just suck all the nutrients out of the soil because it grows out of control. And then the grass that they do take, so they're limiting the amount of nutrients that the grasses are taken from the soil in the first place. And then they take a shit and return the nutrients from the grass that they did eat back into the soil immediately. Like within 24 hours. Okay, so like within a day or two, the whatever nutrients they did take from the soil that were in the grass are put right back into the soil very quickly. And then new grass grows from that. It's regenerative. Animals aren't, you cannot exclude animals from the ecosystem. Okay, this planet evolved, animals and plants evolved together to reach the state of symbiosis that we currently have that works. Okay, it makes the earth stronger. You cannot take, and, and for that matter, you can't take all the plants away. You can't just eat animals either. Because then the animals wouldn't have anything to eat and then they would die. Just like you can't take all the animals away. So we can't take all the animals away and we can't just not eat any of the animals because then they would overpopulate and eat all the food that you're supposed to eat because you're a vegan now. And we can't control the population of animals from to keep them from overpopulating because then that would involve killing them. So vegans, what's the fourth option? What is the fourth option? You gotta tell me that. I don't know. I mean, it's it's you don't have it. But you won't take the time to think that through. You'll just tell me I'm ignorant. Or you'll come up with some sort or you'll attack my character personally because you're backed into a corner and you can't really talk your way out of it, so you'll just turn the argument into something against me personally and try to discredit me as a person. 
therefore invalidating the very argument that I'm making, but I implore you, propose some sort of evidence, definitive evidence, that would prove you right and me wrong. But you can't, because as I said in the beginning, there's not one thing you can point to. Even if you came up with some extremely compelling evidence, all I would do is question the source of the evidence in which you are proposing to me. Because I am also a human, and I am also subject to the same biases of my own preconceived notions. And I think that I'm right, and you think that you're right, and I can't prove you wrong, and you can't prove me wrong, and we're just going to get further entrenched, and we're just going to continue to drift apart. And I'm aware of that. I'm not going to bullshit and say that I am this more evolved human because I'm right because I feel this way, because I eat meat, and I just said everything that I just said about how silly it is to be a vegan. It doesn't matter. Whatever evidence you propose to me, it's not going to change my mind. Just like I'm not going to change yours. So why even talk about it? Why even spend an hour going off on a rant about how you're bad about how you're dumb and about how you're wrong and I'm right you're not going to listen just like I'm not going to listen to you I would listen if you had some sort of convincing argument I would listen but I've heard the argument I've heard the trans argument. I've heard the vegan argument. I've heard the religious argument. I've heard all the arguments. And we're all just sitting around in our little divided camps pointing over to the other camp and saying they're wrong, we're right, and we're all doing that to each other. And I don't see anything outside of something that's bigger than all of us happening to all of us that puts us all back in the same boat that would bring us all back together again. And even then, there's not going to be very many of us to bring back together. Because whatever this great reset is that would bring us back together, but surely wipe out most of us. So where do we go from here? I don't know. I don't have a good answer. All I know is that I fucking love me some meat. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Please support the show. If you like this, share it with a friend. Tell someone, I have no social media. I am strictly word of mouth. If you like the show, share the show. Tell someone about it. Maybe they'll tell two friends and they'll tell two friends and so on and so on. 
just like in Wayne's world. And as always, bedankt vor luhuesteren. Good night, everybody. I'll see you next time.